0: Hello and welcome back to Unedited, the podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and I'm so excited to be here today having this conversation with you. So what I wanted to bring through today is a very real experience, present moment experience of something I felt called to do about a week ago as I prepare to open up a portal called Anchored. And I was, mm, I just felt called to really create and get into the energy and the frequency of Anchored through committing to a 25-day devotional practice um, to really help me prepare my field to really create fertile soil for the anchored portal and container to grow from and to really just clear my energy and and just purify really and and reconnect with my own essence my own channel and my relationship with god and It has been such a sacred preparation process thus far, leading up to opening and holding this portal, and I wanted to just speak to um, just some of these devotional disciplines and the revelations that get to come from making a commitment and honoring and following through. So... Like I said, it was really a divine invitation for me to purify and fertilize my own field through this 25-day devotional practice in a very mind, body, and then energy and spirit way in a capacity. So what I'm doing, and I just want to speak to immediately before even fully committing to this practice... There was so much profound resistance, and I'm going to get into that before um, or after I I go through what I'm exactly doing, but every day for the next 25 days, I am to rise at the same time, an earlier time than I'm used to, um, and not just wake up and then grab my phone and scroll but wake up and get out of bed and move and go outside and and just start to be present with my day um the second piece and that's the that's kind of the the mind for me the body element is to get in my body and move every single day for 30 minutes And this can be as simple as a walk or light stretching or as intense as a full-on workout or weightlifting session. Um, The point here is to be in that devotion and in that commitment and to honor and be in discipline of this commitment. And to to really get present and be in my body. And movement for me is a really big anchoring um, tool to be present in my body. So the final one, the energy and spirit practice um, and component is to participate in an anchoring practice every day for at least 10 minutes. And it initially started with just simple breath work. And what I'm learning as I go is that it's developing into this whole uh, experience where it begins with the breath and then I get to move through some somatic experiencing and I'm um, Really just working with my breath and presence and with my energy and my field to be really clear, to be really anchored and grounded, and to really create that intimacy and relationship with my creator and with my own channel as it relates to creator. So like I said, before even fully committing, I felt immediate resistance and I don't know if any of you can relate, but um, I have flip-flopped between being very in my masculine and being very almost militant and rigid and so structured and routine that it almost felt like stifling. And, and then I've gone to the other extreme of being very in my feminine energy and just going with the flow and not really having any structure at all. And so for me, this devotional practice is a really beautiful way to calibrate to that middle point and that unification of the masculine and the feminine. And I'm coming out of right now, that very feminine, leaning, um, energetic expression. And so my initial resistance was that I didn't even want to be transparent and tell my partner or the mentor that I'm working with that I was doing it so that I could have a back door to run out of if I failed to be fully accountable to myself. And as soon as that came up, I knew it was really important for me to... Um, set the stage with the people that I trust that I know will lovingly calibrate me back to self-accountability and so I did finally choose to share with my partner and then my my mentor and um, so that was resistance number one. On the first day I had this another layer of resistance come come up. My alarm or my wake-up call came and I immediately started negotiating in my mind about whether or not I needed to be awake right now. When it came time to follow through on the 30 minutes of movement, I tried justifying not doing it with how much pain I was in that day. And so for reference, I have mentioned this in a prior episode, but I've been living with chronic pain since 2018 and the last few months have been a... Uh, a pretty intense flare-up season for me. And so my baseline is is typically a 6 out of 10 on the pain scale day-to-day. Day. A really good day is between a 2 to 4 and a really bad kind of a flare-up is probably an 8 to a 10. So I was trying to, again, negotiate after I had woken up and gotten myself out of bed um, on whether or not I could get away with doing the movement. And I had already started listing out in my mind the limitations and the excuses that I could allow to prevent me from being accountable to myself and from showing up to this devotional discipline practice. So first day, I honored it. I showed up anyways. I was able to... What was really beautiful was first and foremost just playing the witness to all of those different limitations and those excuses, um, and 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 seeing myself in that and showing up anyways. So a few days in, although I had been consistent and accountable, I faltered on whether or not I could, would, or should follow through. So the excuse and the limitation of not being a person who does structure and routine came up to be seen in a really big way. And I had tried convincing myself that, well, I've already tried the rigid, masculine-based way of showing up, and that didn't work for me. I burnt out. All of these things happened. All of these reasons why I shouldn't show up to this now. And I really was invited to recalibrate myself back to why I was doing this in the first place. And it wasn't to be really rigid and in my masculine. It wasn't at all. And the point also wasn't to shame the part of me that maybe doesn't love really rigid structure and routine. But it was an invitation for me to use the tool of devotion and call in the tool of discipline to really clarify and purify my energy and my field to prepare myself. And to, to be able to come to a place where I'm regulated and I can hold and have a great capacity and move beyond just holding, I can embody and expand into and liberate the parts of me that are really ready to um, play. And so it wasn't so much about being really rigid and using discipline as a weapon, but more in seeing the, the why and understanding the inspiration under, underlying why I was showing up to this devotional practice. So I'm now a week in. I've been fully consistent so far. And what's becoming really clear to me are all of the areas that I hold perceived limitations and how comfortable I had become with being a human excuse factory. Um, The mind, right, will always come up with justifications to keep you secure and keep you in familiarity because change feels really uncomfortable. And when you're asked to evolve, when you're asked to expand, when you're asked to really connect with those parts of you that are in integrity and in deep alignment with your values, your vision, your mission, that can feel really confronting. And so I was able and I have been able to really start noticing where all of those perceived limitations lie within myself, whether it's my chronic pain, whether it's my disliking of routine and scheduling and strictness. Whether it's my comfort, whether it's my motivation, which is a fleeting emotional experience, and that's not something for all of us that is is going to carry us through, um, it can be time limitation, perceived time limitation. Um, there's so many, right? There's so many that come up um, that. Are really just asking to be seen and, and reconciled um, against our value system to ask us: are we are we really being in alignment with who we say we want to be and who we know ourselves to be capable of becoming and embodying? So As I've been witnessing myself naming these limitations, right? I've been really invited to unpack them. Why is it that I believe that to be true of myself or true of my circumstance? Where did I learn that? Is it really something that I cannot heal, shift, or is out of my control? And nine times out of ten... The answer is that I believe that to be true of myself because I haven't been honoring myself fully. I haven't been listening to myself. I haven't been upholding my responsibility to myself to be fully expressed. And with that full expression, sometimes does come discomfort. And that's okay. That's a part of it. The other piece is where did I learn it, right? And I mean, societally, we don't like to be uncomfortable. We like to err on the side of convenience. We like to err on the side of familiarity. We like to err on the side of doing things that we know are easy that we have in the bag. And so I know I have... um, definitely witnessed around me collectively in my family systems with peers with friends with people that I've even looked up to as mentors or teachers have exemplified in some capacity the um, easy road not necessarily the high road or the right road (laughs) or the honorable or in, in, in integrity road and that's okay, right? I think it's important for us to meet ourselves where we are, but to also be very honest about where we are and why we're choosing to be there. Because a lot of the time it it is a choice. Um, and I mean, I'm, a caveat, I'm not speaking to very out-of-your-control circumstances of oppression. I'm speaking to like very... Like your day to day, the way you choose to be and exist and the frequency that you choose to calibrate to and the person you choose to embody, the values you choose to embody. So oftentimes the limitations that I hold, that I perceive myself to have and the excuses that I make are actually the reasons why I'm not fully experiencing my vision why I'm not fully embodied and embracing who I know myself to be. And a lot of the time they really are within my control to heal, to shift, to uh, evolve out of. And it's simply in me choosing to lean into that initiation, to lean into that discomfort and and actually do the thing, right? Be responsible and accountable to myself and step into self-leadership. And there's a lot of us, right, that have really big visions. We're here for a really big mission that requires us to be leaders in some capacity. And that leadership is birthed from and starts with the foundation of knowing how to lead yourself and having a basic mastery of self-leadership. And again, where that comes from is having a mastery of your energy and having really solid um, energetic hygiene practices and being crystal clear and anchored into your value system and into your vision and into your relationship with creator so that you know what your mission is, you know what you're calibrating to. So this self-inquiry, this process has been a really sacred invitation to do a few things. The first of which has been to really develop a deeper intimacy with myself and really understand um, and 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 quit the avoidance pattern that I've fallen into. Understand my patterns, my perceptions, my programs, um, what the limitations I believe in my life are, where I'm making excuses for who I'm being instead of just stepping up and and showing up as the person I want to be. The second one has been an invitation to lead myself and model to myself through discipline and through really intentional embodiment that I can evolve beyond limitation and I can expand beyond my edges. And so... The third piece to that has been becoming even more present in my body and even more masterful at tracking and mapping energy, which allows me to really adeptly clear and purify my field, that allows me to calibrate to the highest potentials and available frequencies for me in this present moment, and it invites me to practice that through embodiment to cultivate mastery. Right. It it allows me to cultivate energetic mastery. It allows me to cultivate um, an ease at recalibrating to presence and to neutrality, divine neutrality. It has invited me to become more and more sovereign, particularly from the distractions, right? the limitations, the excuses, the myriad of reasons why I have given myself or fabricated as to why I can't be where I desire and why I'm not holding the frequency I know I'm capable of. Um, And very unwaveringly clear on the greater mission, purpose, and vision for my life. And this is happening through showing up to a very devotional relationship with myself, but also with my creator, with God. And, And really becoming open to being an avenue through my clear field and my purified channel Um, and becoming really available to be of service for creator to create through me. So in answering this invitation to get anchored, to be a participant in this devotional discipline and this devotional practice, I am creating an invitation to creator energetically that I am available and ready and willing to be of service. I am willing to be... um, I am willing to be a conduit for which creator to express and create through me, through my voice, through my skill sets, through my talents, through my field and energy, through the living prayer of my life. So as I was entering this devotional commitment, I was really called to explore some of the following questions. And I'm not sure if I'm going to answer them for you because... I really want these to be invitations for you to start exploring your own field and your own self and your own inner landscape. And if you feel excited and and inspired to participate in your own devotional practice, I really do want to invite you into that because it's such a powerful, revelatory, beautiful experience to have. So As I was entering into the devotional commitment, the questions that I'm asking myself, and partly this is inspired by my friend Kate, Um, she's at relocate to freedom on Instagram. She's brilliant. Um, But what does the highest potential vision and version of myself embody, experience, and express? What are her habits, behaviors, inner dialogues, and experiences like? Just sit with that for a minute, right? Really ground in, maybe take a deep breath or two. Really feel into that. What does the highest potential vision and version of myself embody, experience, and express? What are their habits, behaviors? inner dialogues and experiences like the next question or series of questions is what are the gaps between my present self and that version of myself what are the differences in how each of those people be do and have How does that exalted version of myself show up in ways that my present day self is not yet embodying? And this requires us to be really honest with ourselves, right? To really be willing to, I don't love the the, the term call out, but to really invite ourselves into vulnerability and honesty and not sugarcoat and not lie about reality, right? To get really present with how we're actually being in the moment and how that differs from who we want to be or who we know ourselves capable of being. So the third and final question is what are the tangible and intangible ways that I can begin closing or narrowing those gaps today? What are the tangible and intangible ways I can begin closing or narrowing those gaps today? Right. It's, it's lunacy to expect ourselves to move immediately from who we're being today into the most exalted version of ourselves right? Becoming that version of ourselves is a devotional practice. It is a living prayer in itself. It's a commitment to continue showing up to the micro and macro ways of being and doing that slowly start to narrow the gap. So for me, this devotional practice that I'm participating in leading up to the opening of this Anchored Portal is a way for me to start narrowing the gaps. It's a way for me to get really clear, to really refine my fields, to really regulate my nervous system, to be the person that can hold and um, emanate and really embody and exalt and express the frequency of being anchored and having miracles be anchored through you, okay? And it's in those little day-to-day, moment-to-moment, inner dialogue, conversations that you're having, split-second decisions you're making that are creating the bridges between who you are now and you walking into a masterfulness and an embodiment of your most fully expressed exalted self your highest potentials in this timeline and so really at the at the foundation of this devotional practice that is kind of the underpinning right and there's there's so many benefits that are coming from it but it was really this intention to to get anchored right to offer myself the opportunity to fully calibrate to clarity to devotion to a groundedness and a state of regulation to an open and clear channel that allows me to fully express and create what is being asked of me by creator, to be very present to my soul's curriculum, and to then be able to offer that in whatever way, right? In in whatever way I am being invited to do that. And it's been such a beautiful, a beautiful practice. So if you feel inspired to have an experience like this to really start getting anchored in and and building that self-trust that comes from discipline and building your capacity to hold and be more of yourself, I would definitely recommend um, a devotional practice of some sort. Alternatively, this is also an invitation for you to come into the Anchored Portal to join me In the eight week experience that is anchored, an eight week experience that unifies the intimacy and the support of a mastermind and the self led experiential learning of a teaching container. Right? The anchored portal is really designed for people who. Know in their heart of hearts at a deep soul level that they are here to step into leadership and know that it starts with self-leadership and know that it starts with calibrating to your own field, building and cultivating and deepening your relationship with creator and with yourself and getting crystal clear and getting anchored so that you can create the capacity to really start building your legacy to really start stepping into your mission to really start serving and leading, creating, expressing from the most highest potentials available to you. So the questions that we get to play with in the Anchored Portal are what are you anchored into and what gets to be anchored through you? And so I am calibrating To this, I'm sitting with these, I am meditating, I am practicing, I am embodying, I am cultivating levels of mastery deeper than I ever have before. To all of this as I prepare to open up this portal to co-create with six beautiful humans in this container in this capacity so if that's you send me a message if this is speaking to your heart and this is something that you want to work through um, send me a message there is an application process I want to make sure that this intimate container is as Beautiful as it can possibly be, as resonant as it can possibly be. And if you are just here to receive this transmission, maybe take a little bit of inspiration, see a little bit of yourself in my journey, I honor that as well. And I thank you so much for listening, for being here, for receiving my energy, my heart. Um, And I just appreciate you so much. And I believe in you so much that you are a force for beauty, for change, for just power and so much transformation on this planet. And we need you anchored. We need you in your power. We need you sovereign. We need you clear. So let this be an invitation in whatever way that happens for you to choose that and to step into that and to join me on this path of being anchored and being an anchor point.